Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Man, I feel encouraged. Good job, Tim. Tim, I'm believing, um, although it's tough, I know it is because we talk about it you know, when you go to work every day. I'm believing the more you're there, the more you're shedding light through your life. God is using you. That's why he's put you there. And that's, that's one reason why God is good, because he put you there for those, for those kids. They might not see a lot of light in their life right now, but when they come to school, they're going to see you and just allow God to use you as much as you can. Uh, allow him to use you as much as you can in those times where you're with those students, because that light it's going to rub off. They're going to see it eventually. So just be encouraged. That's great. Uh, can we give Tim a hand one more time? Good job. So good. Man. I'm still like in awe. Can I just be honest? I'm still in awe that we're standing in a blessing right now. And I've told a whole bunch of people that uh, on staff recently that it's just so cool. Like, I don't ever want to grow familiar. I know the, this is your first time here in the building, but we've been here working on and off when it hasn't been too loud or too dusty. But, like, when we, when we come and there's not too much construction going on and we're working here, I don't want to ever grow familiar. That I'm standing in a blessing from God. That he actually set this miracle in motion that we, we have a building to do church. And I get, I get stirred up by the fact that there are going to be new people that come. And I wonder, I wonder how many people are going to come. Because they are going to come. It's just a matter of how many. And I'm excited for that because that means there's more opportunity for lives to be changed from the inside out. Total 180. People could be living one way, but then they, they experience the love of God in, in, in these walls, like in, in this space. And their lives change because of it. And that fires me up. I'm excited, and I'm believing on Tuesday nights, too, as we continue to bring friends, remember to bring friends, but as we continue to bring our friends, lives are going to be changed because Jesus is in this place. And uh, I wanted to also just say one more thing, too, before I, we get into the Word. Um, I really feel that this season right now that we're in, God is doing something massive in the spiritual that we have not yet seen in the physical so he is doing something. You might not see it right in front of you right now, but I, I sense it in my, my heart that he is doing something in the spiritual that we have yet to see in the physical. It's like what Pastor John Norman said a few weeks ago when he was here visiting and he spoke. Uh, he said that our church is still in seed form, yeah. which we've seen amazing things up until this point, right? We've seen amazing things that God has done miracles in people's lives. We've seen it through our church, which is amazing. But even then, we're still in seed form. And that gets me excited because what's going to happen when, when that plant starts to grow? You know what I mean? And we can get excited in this place because we're still in seed form. But as we continue to prepare this building for, for people to come in and experience Jesus for themselves, we're going to see that plant grow over time. So can I just encourage you, come along the journey 
during this transition, and let's just do it together because we're family. And let's remember to bring people that maybe haven't ever come to church before. Don't be afraid to just extend an invite. We say this all the time. If you're new here tonight, uh, an invitation is so powerful. We say that all the time because it's true. It'll change someone's life. So there's power in an invite. So just be encouraged. And uh, I'm just believing God's going to do amazing things. Far, far exceeding our expectations because that's what God does. It's so cool. Amazing. Well, hey, did you bring your Bibles tonight? There's three of you that brought your Bibles. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Um, I brought my Bible too, but it's a little too dim. Like it's a good vibe, but it's a little too dim for me to read my book Bible. So I'm going to read my digital Bible tonight. So uh, if, if you have your digital Bible, that's cool too. Your phone, that's fine. So we'll read out of uh, Genesis chapter 12 tonight. Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. And this is a bit of Abraham's story. But we're going to start with before God changed his name. So Abram, Abram's story. And um, it's really, really cool to, to hear about his story because God comes to him and extends a promise to him. And we're going to read about that promise and how God works in his life um, in just a moment. So starting in verse 1. Let's read this together. Now the Lord said, Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. How amazing is that promise? So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of Sechem to the oak of Moriah. At the time, at the time the Canaanites were in the land, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with, Beth with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negem. So let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you that in a moment of transition, you were, you were actually with us the most, Jesus. That you're actually with us when everything is normal and there's not much change, but you're with us when there's lots of change and things could easily become overwhelming. You're still there and you're still with us. And Lord, I just pray tonight that your voice would speak the loudest tonight. 
and that we would leave this place filled up by your Holy Spirit and encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I got a question for you tonight. So, have you ever physically just gotten up and moved because you felt like God asked you? Have you ever felt like maybe you've moved to a different state or maybe you felt like you needed to switch jobs? Have you ever had that moment where you're like, "Mm, this is definitely God. I need a shift in life. I need a transition. Has anyone been there before? Yes. So I can really relate to Abram's story, but change and transition often go hand in hand. And if there is a a change happening in your life, then you are going through a transition. And we've all been through transitions. And our church right now is through transition. So I felt that God was prompting me to talk about it tonight because we've all been there or we're there currently. At some point in time, we're going to go through a transition and it's going to be new to us. Whenever there's change, there's always an opportunity to go through something that you haven't gone through before. But be encouraged, you have a God that will walk you through that transition, no matter what it looks like. It might be a little unfamiliar, it might be nerve-wracking at first, but God will help you through it. But change and transition, they go hand in hand. But we can reposition our thinking in a season of transition, because God is actually with us through it all. So... Before I continue, I wanted to preach a message entitled, Repositioned in a Transition. And we're going to start a new series called Repositioned. So we're going to talk about this idea of what it looks like, no matter what we're going through, what does it look like to reposition our hearts and our lives to be more in alignment with God. And that will cause us to see so much fruit in our lives, cause our lives to flourish so much more when we are fully aligned with God's heart, when our heart is aligned with his. So praying that it will encourage you tonight. But repositioning repositioning our thinking during a transition is often not very easy. But when when we go back to this story, Abram uprooted his family because of a word of the Lord, or from the Lord. When I was thinking about the story, I quickly got a picture of this fig plant that my wife and I own. And um, recently we moved um, in with my mother to save some money because we're believing we're going to have either a condo or a house in the next couple of months. We've been in saving mode, and we're super excited. And so I appreciate your prayers. If you could be praying for us. Um, just as we continue to look and save and be wise with our finances. Um, But that's the season that we're in. That's a transition in itself. Some of you may know that right now, and you're with me on that. But um, we had one of the first, I think, housewarming gifts was a fig plant from one of uh, two of our good friends. And I remember we we put it in um, one room that had, like, the most windows just to make sure it had sunlight, and my wife took a photo of it, 
And, uh, you know, recently we moved out of that apartment. We moved in with my mother, like I just said. And um, Mal took another photo of it. And she looked at the two photos. She looked back. She's like, oh, I wonder how much it's grown. I'm just curious. So she, as we were packing and stuff and, and moving everything into my friend's truck to move to my mom's house, she took some time and looked through old photos and found that fig plant. And it was significantly smaller. And if I would have thought about it, I would have had a photo. But I, I, don't, I don't have one right now. But maybe next time I'll show you the photo. But it's just insane to see over, what, two years, this plant. It was probably maybe this big, and then it grew to, like, up here. I, think, I feel like it's taller than me almost. And it's just insane. Yeah, because I'm not very tall. Thanks, babe. So it's cool. I'm confident. God confidence. doesn't matter if I'm short. Um, yeah, it's good. It's all good. So... Um, it's just amazing to see how much it, it grew. And I thought about that picture when I thought of Abram's story. Because this situation, this season that he was in, God called him to move. And I don't know about you, but that would have probably been pretty hard. He, he moved from his homeland, where all of his friends were, all of his family, everything that was familiar to him from Ur, and he had to he had to move and just uproot himself. And he uprooted his family as well. And I think to other people that could have been taken as risky, but Abram trusted God through it, which is beautiful. But there comes a point where you're in a certain place and you've grown as much as you can and it takes some uprooting to plant yourself in a bigger pot. So I thought about this fig tree and I think this fig tree, it's time to get a bigger pot because it's growing so much and those roots are, are confined by that pot. Oh, do you have it? You have the photo? Yeah, go for it if you have the photo. Even smaller than I remembered. Wow. It's a little it's a little bigger, right? Just a little bit. But I think it's time to to move it to a bigger pot because its its roots are getting too big. The the plant is getting so massive. And Abram might have not realized this at the time, but I really feel like God was telling him to uproot and move because he had bigger and better things and, and that season was going to grow him. So sometimes it takes uprooting to moving to an, another place that God has called you to. Do you hear me tonight? Sometimes it takes uprooting, although it, it's a little unfamiliar, it's new, and it's kind of scary. But every time we step out in faith, God proves himself faithful. He's always faithful. So he's with us in the process, in the transition season. He's with us in the midst of the moving around. And although it was unfamiliar, God was still with him. And it wasn't a short trip either. 
It was not a short trip by any means. It was about 500 miles that they had to travel to. And God tell him, told him to move, go to Canaan. But it was a long journey, to say the least. God attached his promise to his name. I love that we see that later on in this passage. Later on in Genesis, God changes his name from Abram to Abraham. And God attached his promise to his name and changed it. Because whenever we have an encounter of God, from God, you see breakthrough and you leave changed. And I love that. And he, and he, he actually changed his name. And he changed Sarah, his wife's name, too, to Sarah. And we'll read a little bit more about that later on. But I just think it's so cool that whenever we, are, whenever we encounter God, we, leave, we can't help but leave changed. That's a beautiful thing about it. So tonight, I want to give us a couple handles as we learn some things from Abraham's story. As we reposition in a season of transition, we do that by the action of trust and obedience. So in this season of a transition, the best way to go through it is through the action of trust and obedience. Which both are not easy to have sometimes because we're human. But when you remember that you're actually a member of God's family, it's difficult to have trust issues. If you realize you have a Holy Father in heaven that made you in your mother's womb, knows every hair on your head, knows everything about you, and has your tomorrow already written, there is no need to have trust issues because he loves you and he's for you. He has a, a beautiful plan and purpose for your life. So trust doesn't really become an issue when we are reminded of how much we're loved by him. But secondly, it takes obedience. And that, that's a whole nother story. That's hard as well. But it's possible but trust and obedience also go hand in hand, too. Just like change and, change and transition, they go hand in hand. Trust and obedience go hand in hand as well. But we can trust him, but there's going to take a, 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 ter- a certain place in, the, in your life where you're going to have to be obedient to what he's calling you to, stepping out, physically moving sometimes, like Abraham did. He moved. He got up and moved his whole family. And God still reminded him of the promise that he had on his life, that he was going to make his family become many nations, that he was going to have many descendants, which is beautiful when we think about it. But first, we must trust. God asked Abram to leave what was familiar and just trust him. I think it's just beautiful that he held on to that promise. Abram did. And God never breaks his promises. That he's so trustworthy. And he's here for us. And there's your security is never in question when you trust God. And when it comes to obedience again, it took 
him physically acting out in faith in order to get closer to what God had promised him. So in a season of transition, the best way to run through that transition is through the action of trust and obedience. And secondly, tonight, God is active in your waiting. He is, he is not inactive. He is active. He's active in your waiting. Often when you're waiting on a promise from God, God will reinforce what he has promised on the way to your breakthrough, which is beautiful. He does that. So hold on to those moments, those little, those little moments where it could be very small, but he's speaking to you and reminding you, hey, I have a promise for your life. Or he might have told you something very specific, and you got to hold on to it. And remember, through that whole season, there are going to be moments where God's going to nudge you and remind you. He's going to send God winks your way, like, hey, I'm still with you. Just remember, I'm still with you. And I love it. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I order something online and, like, Amazon, I cannot wait. I'm, like, the most impatient person ever, like, in receiving that package. I'm just like, okay, cool. Just ordered it. When is it getting here? Like, I just want it right now. And I think that's pretty much a normal feeling where you order something, you're just so amped on it, and you're like, okay, cool. I can't wait until it comes in tomorrow, even though it's like seven-day shipping. It's like not getting here for another seven business days. And I ordered it on a Friday, and this is horrible. Now I got to wait over the weekend too. And so it's just, it's just hard. But Whenever I order something on Amazon and I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, at least I have the tracking number and I can track it, right? <laughs> so the tracking number's there. I can go online, check it out. So you know when it's coming, which is good. But with God, with God, you don't have the luxury of that. You don't have a tracking number. But you better believe that God will show you some things along the way that will reinforce his promise that he told you. So he'll reinforce his promise. He'll remind you in just the smallest moments if we just pay attention enough. He's always speaking. I want to say this too. If, if you don't feel God as much right now, don't be discouraged if your Bible's shut. That's the reason why. <laughs> don't be discouraged if, 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 you, if you can't hear God and your Bible's shut. That's the reason. Just open up your Bible. That's what it takes. If, if you feel like, oh, God is silent right now. Well, when's the last time that you opened that book, that love letter that he wrote to you? Let's open up the word of God and let's read it for all it's worth. Let's really dig deep into it. Let's look at commentaries. Let's look at articles about the chapters in the Bible that we're reading. Let's really research it. And God will show you more about himself the more you look into his word. But he's here with us, and he wants to speak to us, and he does. It's just a matter of leaning into him more. So I wanted to kind of end with this passage and a few more thoughts. And I wanted to read, fast-forwarding a couple chapters to Genesis 17. And I really love this little passage because it's about, it has to do with that promise that God said to him, that 
he would be a father of many nations one day. And in chapter 17, God is talking to Abraham and Sarai about how they will have a son. And it's been years and years of that Sarah hasn't been able to bore, bear a child, sorry, bear a child or even have a child between the two of them. They've had to kind of go through other means. They had to use the, the Egyptian servant that they had to have a child, and it's just not the same. For Sarah, she wanted to have her own son or daughter, her own child. So let's read this together, starting in verse 15. And God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall call her name. You shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. How amazing is that? Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born? Born to a man who is 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son. And you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him, and he will make, and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. So cool. It had been years and years and years. She wasn't able to, to bear a child. But God comes to them says, I know you've been waiting, but I'm going to bless you. You've been waiting, but I'm going to bless you right now. And in the waiting, God was building this blessing, which is so cool. Sarah was waiting for her day to have a child of her own for years and years, but one day, one moment with God. And everything changed. An encounter with God changed everything. God changed her name as well and said, you will have a child, Isaac. And the cool thing about Isaac, Isaac translates to he laughs. I think that's pretty funny. God is actually pretty funny because that was the first response from Abraham. He laughed. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, we're, we're great, great, great like grandparents I mean except we're not but like we're old and wrinkly and like this is not going to work out well like how I'm old like I'm not gonna have a child you're crazy and he starts laughing and it's funny that they named their child Isaac (laughs) which means he laughs it's just so cool but God is is active in the waiting they hadn't seen a blessing of of being able to to have a child for a long time, but it was all building to this moment. So God was was working behind the scenes the whole time. And then it just took one moment with God, which is beautiful. I also want to say, too, 
is when you lean into God in the, in the season of transition and you hold on to what God has promised you, I believe that's going to rub off on other people like it did for Sarai. Sarai's name was changed to Sarah as well because of one moment with God. So Abraham was changed. Abram was changed to Abraham. Sarah was changed to Sarah, his wife. So it's so cool because God working in Abraham's life affected his wife as well. And she was changed because of a move from God. But it's just beautiful because God is not silent. He is here and working and he's active. It's just a matter of us retuning our senses to hear more. So he's active in the waiting. And in this season of transition, it's going to take trust and obedience. So let's open up our whole heart to him, not just parts. Not just parts. Let's open up everything to him and say, have your way. Not with a clenched fist, but an open palm. Okay, God, I give you my life. Whatever you want to do, whatever your agenda is, that's what I want. I have ideas, but I know that you exceed them. And he will. But we have to have a posture of obedience and just simple trust in him. You receive that word tonight? It's amazing. Well, I'm going to pray for us. The team can come back up, and we're going to worship for a little bit. But um, let's just all stand together before we pray. And I don't know if you're in that, that season where you're feeling that change and you're unsure about it and you're, you're in a, a season of transition right now or not. But if you, if you are, can I just encourage you to lean into him more than ever? Just lean into him more than ever. Seek his word, talk to him, pray with him, be in, in healthy community Share his, his gospel to other people. Just immerse yourself in the word of God more than ever. And just see what, what will happen. But Jesus, we just thank you for tonight, most of all. We thank you that you are in this place right now, that your Holy Spirit is here. And that your Holy Spirit actually allows us to, to see the depths of who you are, God. We thank you for that truth alone. God, I just pray that you would remind each and every one of us that you are, you're involved in the details, the small, maybe minute details that, that we think don't really mean much. You're in those small details just as much as the big moments in life. And you're with us here, God. I just pray that we would be a generation that would quickly trust and quickly lean into obedience towards you, Jesus. That we would put pride aside and that we would say, I'm going to trust you no matter what. And when you speak, I'm going to obey because I know that you have your best interests in mind for us, God, that you 
that you love us, Jesus. And we love you, Lord. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at Colonial Church. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.